Today is Monday, March 13th, and you're listening to the Morning Announcements presented by Betches Media. I'm your host, Sammy Sage, and the Morning Announcements is your daily five-minute breakdown of the headlines that isn't afraid to take a side and roast the most consequential reality show there is, our government. This episode is brought to you by Kickoff. Kickoff is the number one credit building app that has helped over a million people take control of their credit fast. If your credit score is either preventing you or making it more expensive for you to lease a car or buy a home, Kickoff can help you start building credit in less than five minutes. There's no way around it that your credit is important. Just ask Silicon Valley Bank. On that note, the big story of this weekend was, of course, the abrupt takeover on Friday of Silicon Valley Bank by the FDIC in response to a run on the bank. The latest update as of last night was that Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen announced that the FDIC and the Federal Reserve will secure 100% of SBB's customers' deposits and promised that all of the bank's customers would have access to all of their money at Business Open today. Crucially, Yellen announced that none of these accounts are being shored up by taxpayer funds, and taxpayers won't be responsible for any losses associated with SBB's resolution. Instead, that money comes from a specific pool of money that's usually used for currency stabilization. They also debuted the creation of something called the Bank Term Funding Program, which will make up to $25 billion available from the Treasury's Crisis Slush Fund, I'll call it, to offer loans of up to one year to banks that are facing liquidity problems under easier terms than would be typically provided by the Treasury. There were no remarks in the Treasury's announcement regarding a potential sale of SVB, but the current management, or should I say the past management, is no longer in charge as the bank is now in receivership. Secretary Yellen also stuck in a surprise announcement that they are making a similar move for another bank that's based in New York called Signature Bank, which specializes in providing services for law firms. New York bank regulators says that the move came, quote, in light of market events, monitoring market trends, and collaborating closely with other state and federal regulators, which I'm going to speculate is a nice way of saying that they knew that they were screwed also, and they figured that this was a good time to come forward. Since we haven't reported on Silicon Valley Bank here yet, here is a quick primer on what led up to all of that. SVB is, or was, the 16th largest bank in the U.S. and had a very good reputation. Moody's had actually given them an A3 credit rating just before, which is considered investment grade. They were also heavily tied into the venture capital and private equity space and had relationships with about half of all venture-backed companies in the country. And by the way, this was not just tech bros in Patagonia vests, despite the name of the bank. They banked for small startups all over the country. And even people who didn't bank directly with them were still affected. For example, if a company's payroll provider was with SVB, some of those people had issues with getting paid out on Friday. But given the heavily funded space that they were in, they had a relatively low number of customers for their total asset size. That's because they served a high concentration of one type of client, and the bank was looking at an average account size of over $4 million. This also didn't happen because SVB was insolvent, but because of a short-term, typically fixable liquidity problem that escalated into an old-school Mary Poppins-style bank run. It all started to spiral last week when SVB said that they were selling some of their assets in order to raise $2 billion in cash because they needed liquidity, after which the market was effectively spooked. Peter Thiel told his venture founders to pull their balances from SVP. Twitter then did its thing, more customers pulled their deposits, and by midday Friday, the FDC had put the bank into receivership. Of course, not before the company's CEO and other executives could make the liquidity problem even worse by selling millions worth of their own shares in the bank. That brings me nicely to the topic of mismanagement. 
Even though people's deposits are safe now, you are probably wondering why and how this happened. One reason was straight up poor risk management, which was definitely exacerbated by the fact that the company had no chief risk officer from April 2022 through this January. So no one at an executive level was steering the ship while the venture market was taking a big downturn. And then there's the issue of the CEO, Greg Becker, who cashed out $3.6 million worth of stock before the federal government had to come in and save his ass. He was also the chairman of the Federal Reserve Bank of San Francisco. And it is thanks to the fact that he personally lobbied the FDIC to loosen regulations that would have forced SVB to undergo regular stress tests to prevent this exact thing from happening. That regulation was repealed in 2018. By the way, he is no longer with the Federal Reserve Bank of San Francisco, so he will have plenty of time to enjoy his yachts. You will never guess who else ran afoul of good credit in today's headlines. New reporting reveals that George Santos orchestrated a credit card skimming ring in Seattle in 2017. What can't this guy do? This came to light because a man who was convicted of the fraud and deported to Brazil first submitted a sworn declaration to federal authorities last Wednesday, where he stated, quote, I am coming forward to declare that the person in charge of the crime of credit card fraud when I was arrested was George Santos slash Anthony DeVolder. He added that Santos taught him how to skim credit card information and clone cards, as well as how to put skimming devices and cameras on ATM machines. A federal prosecutor said that the scheme was sophisticated and that the Seattle operation was only the tip of the iceberg. I mean, is this not the exact plot of Emily the Criminal? And finally for today, Chinese President Xi Jinping has been elected, I use that word loosely, to an unprecedented third five-year term. Following his nominal appointment by China's parliament, he is officially on track to remain in power for life, given that he abolished term limits in 2018. Just like Greg Becker with the regulations. But can you even imagine having the desire to be in charge of a billion and a half people for the rest of your life? I barely want to be in charge of myself and two dogs. Thank you for listening to the morning announcements and thanks again to our partner Kickoff. With a 4.9 out of 5 star rating in the App Store and over 44,000 brave reviews, that is a lot, you can trust Kickoff to help you get ahead. Plans start at just $5 per month and every on-time payment you make with the Kickoff app is reported to the major credit bureaus. When they see healthy financial habits, you see a credit score boost, which makes your financial life easier in the long run. I saw exactly how that worked when my husband and I applied for a mortgage last year, but it works the same for any type of loan or credit card. Generally, a higher credit score means you will pay a lower interest rate, which saves you tons of money over your lifetime by making it cheaper to take out loans or finance any purchase. So don't let your credit control you. Go to kickoff.com to start building better credit in less than five minutes. Don't put it off. That's K-I-K-O-F-F.com to take control of your credit right now. Build your credit the easy way at kickoff.com. Until tomorrow, I'm Sammy Sage, and now you know what the fuck is going on. Betches.